Hey guys, welcome back to The Way, and I'm just so excited for you guys to be tuning in today. Today, again, there's no guests, it's just me, and I'm actually so excited to share my heart with you guys from, I was going to say tonight, but for some of you guys, it's going to be the morning, for some of you guys, it's going to be the night, for some of you guys, it's going to be the evening, so I'm just excited to share my heart with you guys, no matter what time zone you're tuning in with. But today, we will be talking about the gospel. We'll be talking about why believing in Jesus is actually so important. We're going to be talking about why it's important to put your trust in the news of Christ. Why? Why did God truly come to save you? So the first thing I want to even like just jump into right off the bat is like the heart posture of God. You know, for a long time, the gospel has been said it's a man-made religion. For some people, it's a white man religion. For some people, it's a black religion. For some people, it's just a religion to get you through life. And that's, that's actually just false. It's not, a white, it's not a white man religion. It's not a black person religion. It's not just a, a religion to get you through life. This is a heartbeat of God. You know, many people might call him the universe. Many might, people call him the unseen power, but he has a name. His name is Jesus. They call him Elohim, they call him Adonai, they call him Yeshua, Yahweh. These are all the names that are found in the Bible and he wants to have a relationship with you. This gospel that we preach, the gospel that you're tuning into right now that you're listening to, it's not about me. It's not about whoever that you listen to. It's not about the famous preacher. It's not about the person on the side street preaching to you about sin or repentance. It's about God. The gospel is about God seeking the world, literally searching the world to find the lover. And, and the crazy thing is that he's knocking on your door, longing and, 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 and wondering if you open up to love him back. You see, in this world, love has been tainted. We can all agree with that. Hollywood has tainted love. For some people, it might be your parents. For some people, it might be an abusive spouse. For some people, it might be an abusive boyfriend. For some people, it might be siblings. For some people, it might be a teacher. For some people, it might be friends. We can all agree that in our lives, love has been tainted. We can all agree that in our lives, the definition of love has been slandered. It has been spat on it. It has been, it has been literally, it has literally been drawn down to the gutter. But I'm here to tell you today that, that true love and the real definition is found in God. So lately, I have been struggling with fear. Like I have been struggling with a lot of fear in my heart, in my life, in, in my mind. And this weekend, me and my friends have this, decided to go down to Asbury. And um, the Lord reminded me this one fact. So... While we were at Asbury University, we 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 got into the building and it was such a, a beautiful presence. It was so still, it was so nice. It was actually just the Lord. I, I really don't have words to explain it, but that's not the point. We we walked in and the second day, um they have a they have an altar full of people who are praying for, for other people who are who are in need of prayer. And I remember the, the altar was was not full, no one has gone yet. We just got in in, in the early morning. And the enemy started to lie to me, I'm like, you don't need to, you don't need to get prayer. 
You don't want to look like the desperate guy. You don't need to look like like you don't want to look like you're you're the sinner. You don't want to look like like you're in need of something. And I I remember and I was like, wait, that's not the Lord. So I walked up for prayer and I, I told the the woman I need prayer, and um, she responded to me, what do you need prayer for? And I, I said I just need prayer for fear in my heart. I've been struggling with fear, and the one thing that she prayed freed me, literally kicked out any demonic lies away in my heart. She just prayed the love of God. And she started to quote to me that perfect love casts out all fear. And my heart became free and I started just to to feel the Lord. I started to feel a lightness in my heart. And that's the thing about the gospel. His love is what makes you free. Even though I was saved, even though that I believe in Christ, there was still a part of my heart that didn't understand the fullness of the gospel. There's a part of my heart that didn't understand that it was free from fear. And there's some people right now that are listening to this, to this podcast that, has, that have never encountered this love because they've been so tainted. You have never encountered this being because people have slandered his name and told you that he wasn't real. But I'm here to tell you that God himself is real, the God of the universe, the one who makes the bees and the birds, the one who who created food, the one who created humans. Yes, he's real and his name is Jesus. And he's longing to have a relationship with you. He's longing to free you, not just from fear, but to free you from the addictions that you're struggling with, to free you from the mental state that you're you're, you're going through, to free you from depression and anxiety, to free you from the things that you're trapped in. He, he, He wants to free you, not by being a dictator over your life, not by giving you a bunch of rule books, but by giving you himself. There's a verse in Hebrews... 8 verse 8 sorry um there's a chapter in hebrews chapter chapter 8 verse 7 to 13 i just want to read it really quick okay it says if the first covenant has been made faultless there would have been no need for a second covenant to replace it but when god found fault with people he said the day is coming says the lord when i will make a new covenant with people The day, sorry, I read that wrong. The day is coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and Judah. The covenant will not be like the one I made with their ancestors. When I took them by hand and led them out of the land of Egypt, they did not remain faithful to my covenant. So I turned my back on them, says the Lord. But this is the new covenant I will make with my people. The people of Israel, on that day, says the Lord, I will put my laws in their mind and I will write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. And they will not need to teach their neighbors, nor will they need to teach their relatives, Says, saying, you should know the Lord. For everyone from the least to the greatest will know me already. And I will forgive their wickedness and I will never again remember their sins. When God speaks of a new covenant, it means he has made the first one obsolete. He made the first one obsolete. And it is now out of date and will soon disappear. Again, this is Hebrews 8, verse 7 to 13. There's a couple things that, that got my attention when I first read this verse and it's getting my attention again. The first one is that God found fault with people, not the law. He did not find fault in what he gave to us. He found fault in people. That people, 
The Bible says that we have traded the knowledge of God. It says this in Romans, that we have traded the knowledge of God for the things of this earth. That we traded God for for pagan idols. We have traded God for for the ways of the world, for lust, for adultery, for, for gluttony. We have traded God for all of these things. And then God has found fault in that. That he, He's longing for us. And he, he's asking us and he's looking down on earth, not understanding why we are not truly loving him. So in his grace and mercy, he decided to give us another way for his love to truly penetrate our hearts. And this is what the author of Hebrews says. He says that this new covenant will be written in their minds and I will write my laws in their hearts. But how did he do that? How did he get his laws in our minds? How did he get his ways in our hearts? It's by Jesus Christ coming down, being that seed of the gospel. It says in Genesis 3, I love Genesis 3. It's one of my favorite chapters of the Bible because there's so much in it. When Adam and Eve sinned and and God called on Adam and he said, Adam, where are you? And he said, I'm hiding God. And God asked Adam, why are you hiding? He said, because I'm naked. And God asked Adam, who told you you were naked? Did you eat from the fruit? And he said, the woman deceived me. And then the woman told told God, the, the serpent deceived me. And then God cursed the serpent. He did not curse Adam and Eve. He punished them, but he cursed the serpent. And he said, for all the days of your life, you will eat the dust of this world, but there will be a seed that will come from a virgin and there will be an intimacy between you and that seed. And that seed will crush your head, but you will bite the heel, but you will bite his heel. When God was talking about that seed, he was actually prophesying the death and resurrection of Christ because Christ will, will be bitten by the serpent. The serpent will, in the New Testament, take over his body. Sin will take over his body, but he will resurrect. And he has resurrected in us in mind. This is the gospel. This is the good news of Jesus Christ, that he died for all sinners, that he came, that he became sin itself, so we may be glorified in the Father and we may be lifted up. We may be lifted up in him in the resurrection, that we may die with Christ and rise with Christ. I also understand that there's many viewers that will be viewing this podcast or listening to this podcast that are saved. There's some people who might not even know about Jesus. And there's some of you who are angry at him right now. And there's some of you who are questioning him right now. The one thing that I want to say to you, that there, that if there's anyone telling you, if there's any lies in your brain, if Satan himself is projecting lies to your heart, that you may not know it's him that's saying that God is not for you. That's saying that God does not want your best interest. That's saying the love of God is a myth. Let me tell you right now that it's truer than the air that I'm breathing right now. That it's it's more real than what you're seeing through this lens. That Jesus himself is this close to you. This Bible says that he is in the midst of you. The Bible says that he who formed the ear, he can hear. And he who formed the eye, he can see. He's not far off. He's not just on his stone looking down and saying, oh, 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 Angel Michael, look at these dumb sinners. Look at them. They made a mistake again. No, that is not the heartbeat of the Father. 
He's not a wicked ruler. He's not, he is, he is not a dictator. He's a lover. The Bible says that he who formed the ear, can't he hear? He who formed the eye, can't he see? That the Father, he sees you. Like, he sees you. You're not, you're not too far gone for him. Your sin is not too much for him. You're not too, too sinful for him. The Bible says that he came to eradicate sin and destroy the kingdom of darkness. I, the verse I just read said, I will never again remember their sins. Some of you may ask, so, so what is sin? In the most simplest way that I can put it, sin is everything that goes against the nature of God. It goes everything against the relationship that you have for him. What I want to present to you guys is that the gospel is not just a bunch of rules. It's not just Genesis to Revelation. It's not just doomsday. It's a relationship. It's a heartbeat with the Father. In the book of Revelations, it says that he knocks on the door of your heart waiting for you to answer. It says that, that he wants to make his dwelling place his dwelling place inside of your own heart. God is not looking for a religion that has a bunch of rules. He's looking for a dwelling place, a habitation that he can call his own. He's on the market looking for his house and he's knocking on your door, looking if you would give yourself to him. This, this is the beauty of the heart of God. This is the wonder of who he is. This is why he's worthy of all praise because there's actually no other God like him. Many people will say there's other ways to God and I want to say this unapologetically. There is no other way to God other than Christ. This is what John 14 says. You being a good person will not get you into heaven. Buddhism will not get you into heaven. Hinduism will not get you into heaven. Crystals will not get you into heaven. Every other religion, according to the Bible, according to the words of Jesus, will not get you into heaven. Jesus' teaching says, confess, confess with your lips and your heart that I am Lord, and you, so you may be saved. There's no other way to heaven other through the Son of God, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. There's no other way. I'm telling you, I've searched it all. I tried horoscopes. I tried women. I tried drinking. I tried drugs. I tried counseling. None of it worked. None of it worked until I gave my life to Jesus. Many of you might be thinking this may be harsh, but it's true. It's not, it's not harsh because it's love. Right. As, as I just want to reiterate that, that in this world, love has lost its meaning, but God himself is here to restore this meaning. That love is not open to everyone. Love in a one-on-one in a, in a -on -one relationship is not an open relationship. God is not looking for you to have an open relationship with you and him. He just wants you and he wants you to only want him. The gospel is not an open relationship with the world. The gospel is precise. It is on one way, one road, and it might be narrow, and many might not take it. But I'm saying this for the one 
the one who's going to listen to this podcast and say that I want to give my life to the Lord. I want to let you walk the narrow road. And I'm not even just going to talk to talk to I'm not even just going to make this about people who never heard the gospel. I'm going to make this about people who are sitting in the church but living a wayward life. I want to make this to the people who are questioning if God is actually for them who's going to church Sunday to Sunday that he is. That he's calling you on this this narrow road of relationship. Yeah, he's calling you on the road of this relationship. And the truth is that that the blood, I want to just talk about the blood, the blood of Jesus, the atonement sacrifice of who he is, has cleansed every curse. It has cleansed every sickness. It, It has cleansed every mind control. It has cleansed every dormant lie in your heart. It has actually penetrated your heart and cleansed you and made you clean. In the Old Testament, there was something called the atonement, where there was a high priest that walked into the most holies of holies, and he came with a sacrifice not for himself, but also a sacrifice for for, he came for the, he came with a sacrifice for himself and a sacrifice for the people of Israel, but if that if that high priest was found guilty, if that high priest was found guilty, bro, it was GG for the for the house of Israel. But the Bible teaches that there is now a new high priest. Oh my days! This I'm getting I'm getting rock because it's so good. There there is a new high priest. And he did not need to bring a sacrifice for himself because he was perfect. Jesus was perfect in all of his ways. But he bring an offering for you to cleanse you, to make you whole. And that offering was his own blood. It was his own body being broken, bruised and destroyed on the altar of the cross. And then he said, it is finished. There's another verse I wanna I wanna bring up. It is is it is is it's in Hebrews three, chapter. It's in it's in Hebrews three verse thirteen to fourteen. It says, "For we are faithful to the end, trusting God just as firmly as when we first believed. We will share in all that belongs to Christ." Remember that it says, "Today, when you hear His voice, do not harden your hearts, as Israel did." when they rebelled. And who was it who rebelled against God? Wasn't and who was it who rebelled against God even though they heard his voice? Wasn't it the people Moses led out of Egypt? And and who made God angry for 40 years? Wasn't it the people who sinned whose corpse laid in the wilderness and to whom was God speaking when he took an oath that they would never ever enter his rest wasn't wasn't it the people who disobeyed him so we see that because of their unbelief they were not able to enter his rest i also want to touch on just the phrase of unbelief i want i want i want to touch on unbelief just a little bit when i was when i was when i was reading this verse and i was just doing my studies with the lord the the word rebelled and unbelief popped out to me. And before I used to think that they were 
they were like just separate they were separate words but when I when I started to re read Hebrews 3 the Lord started to teach me that unbelief and rebellion go as one that when there is unbelief there will be rebellion that when there's unbelief in your heart for who God says he actually is there will be a mis there will be like a misperspective there will be like there will be a misperspective of who he actually is that caused you to rebel. When there is true unbelief in the heart of who he actually says he is, when there's a wrong perspective of who God is, there will be rebellion. There will be a form of godliness that leads me away from the truth. It, if I believe that God is not good, I will create goodness in my own, in my own life. If I believe that God is not the provider, I will go into other ways to provide that might not even be good. I might I might step into selling drugs. I might step into to becoming greedy. I might step into to gambling. I might there's there's a whole multiverse of things I can step into that that will not be the best thing that I could step into. If I don't believe that God is a is an is an actual father, I might look at him as an evil dictator there's i hope you guys are understanding what i'm trying to say that that the root of the gospel is not even just to, to to save you from sin the root of the gospel is to give you the right perspective of love the root of the gospel is is to give you the right perspective of the creator of the universe he wants to eradicate all unbelief in your heart and I want to speak to anyone who's, who, who has heard people lie to them or believing this lie, that God is not who he says he is, that God does not heal the sick, that God does not care about the poor, that God does not even care about the rich, that God does not care about my situation, that, that God is here to leave me in my sorrow and shame. Let me tell you this unapologetically, that that's a lie, that God himself, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, is still sitting with the poor. He is still walking with the homeless. He's still healing the sick. He is still dining with sinners, and he is still redeeming those who are unredeemable, because this is his nature, the nature of God, to love those that the world said are unlovable. The last thing I really just want to like talk about is, is actually just staying faithful to the Lord. But if you guys do not hear anything that I say, please, this is the one thing that I hope your heart gets. Stay faithful to him because he's longing for you. He's faithful to you. That God is faithful to you. I might not know every, every characteristic of God, but I know the one thing, that he's faithful. That I know that when no one was there, that he was there. That when everyone disowned me, he owned me. When I was in the midst of my sin, he came with a towel to wash my feet. That I'm here to say that the gospel is not just a prayer. It's faithfulness to two partners, living life as one being. The gospel is about God himself longing for his creation. That he's longing for people to stay faithful. That we live in a wicked and perverse generation. And we can all agree on that. 
not just in Hollywood, but in Instagram, on TikTok, on, on Snapchat, in their day-to-day lives. Just walk through the mall and you will see billboards and posters of, of, of immorality. That we live in a world that gets away from the goodness of God. But the one thing that he longs for is just faithfulness. He's not longing for you to be perfect. He's not longing for you to to know all the right answers. He's not longing for you to to present yourself as holy. He just wants you to say that I can I will come. That God himself is not is not longing for this this perfect picture that you might think you need to be for him to 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 know you. He's just longing for you to say yes. So I just want to end this podcast with with just a prayer and um if you haven't given your life to Christ and after watching this podcast, you, you decide to, I'm going to leave some, some, some just good resources in, in the description below. And you can also DM me personally and I'll just love to, to walk, walk you through salvation and, and the next steps of your, of your faith, of your faith walk. But, um, yeah, let me just pray. Father, I just thank you for everyone who's listening under the sound of my voice. God, I don't know who's going to listen and I don't know who will respond to your name after this podcast. But I pray that the peace of God will flood their atmosphere right now. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that that everything that is distracting them, everything that's so easily entangling entangling them away from you, Father. I pray that you take it away. I pray that you bring peace to anxiety. I pray that you bring peace to the raging war and the soul. I pray, God, that the peace of God will be deposited over their lives so they know that they know without a shadow of doubt that you are for them and not against them. I pray this all in your name, Father. I love you. Amen. I just want to say thank you guys for even tuning in with the pod. Wherever you guys are listening to, if it's YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, if you have enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends, your family, your mom, your grandpa, your dog, whoever it is, and it will be much appreciated. Thank you guys. I'll catch you guys next time.